Hey, I just wanted to remind you that our next challenge is beginning very, very soon. And in that challenge, if you're looking to monetize your podcast and you want to know exactly where to get started and how to build an offer that is going to be exactly what your audience needs, then you need to join the Podcast Profit Challenge. You can go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge, and it's absolutely free. So we always talk about on this podcast about how sponsorships are one of the hardest ways to monetize your podcast because of the sheer number of downloads that it takes to actually make going out and getting sponsors a worthwhile endeavor. And the question is, if I can't get sponsors or I'm not big enough for sponsors, how in the world am I supposed to monetize my podcast? And that's what I'm going to talk about. There are two main ways to do that, and I'm going to talk to you about each of them right after this. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and thank you for joining me today. I know you have so many ways you could spend your time, but the fact that you're here tells me that you are interested in figuring out how exactly to extract money from your podcast, and that's why I'm here as well. So in case you haven't met me yet, I'm the founder CEO of Team Podcast. It's a full-service podcast production company, and for about the last three, almost four years now, we've been diving deep into this monetization thing and we are just really focused on every single thing that we can do to help podcasters monetize because for far too long far too many podcasters have been stuck in what I call free content creation mode and darn it we're not going to take it anymore so I hope you're with me and I hope that you are ready to take the action necessary to get your podcast out of free content creation mode because that will suck the life out of you. It will suck the money out of your bank account. And in general, it's the quickest way to pod fade. So we're going to show you how to avoid that. And one of the things I wanted to talk about to you today is sort of the two, let me just call them pathways to monetization. Now there's a third pathway and and these are very general pathways, right? So I'm, I'm, you know, sponsorship is one pathway, but because it takes so many downloads for the traditional sponsorship route, we definitely don't really spend a lot of time talking about that because the majority of podcasters don't really qualify to have sponsorships in your podcast. And and just so you know, and, and what is that? Like, what is that number? It's not like there's a magic number before you monetize, but there is a magic number probably before you would go for a traditional podcast sponsorship. Now, I'm not saying non-traditional ones don't exist because they do. But in general, you will probably need, in order to do a traditional sponsorship, at least 40,000 downloads per month total from your podcast. And depending then on whether you use different technologies and different, you know, things, it might even be that you need a certain amount of downloads per episode within 30 
ish days of releasing a show so there's a lot that goes into that and you know bottom line is most podcasts are not that big and but the good good thing is for all of us they don't have to be sponsorship is hard to get and even when you get you know 40,000 downloads a month and you get sponsorship it's not that much money coming to you so much so that you're going to be like wow I can't believe I've waited all these years to grow my podcast all this way just to get that extra $400 a month or whatever it is you negotiate with your sponsor so anyway so I want to talk to you today about what to do instead of sponsorship and some of you are puzzled about what to do with your podcast and how to monetize it and I always you know I talk a lot about the people that want to monetize through their own products and courses and things like that and that is completely a legitimate way but here's the problem with that the problem is that only is available or applicable to people who would consider themselves a subject matter expert in their niche. So if you're not a, a an expert, and I say that word expert with quotes in it, I don't mean there's like some official like official expert notify certification you have to get or something like that but because because there's not one but if you have a subject matter expertise in your niche you could probably consider yourself an expert and teach other people who aren't nearly as far along in your niche as you are and that's what I mean by an expert I don't mean that you have a degree I don't mean that you have you know some sort of official you know, initial after your name or some sort of official proclamation saying that you are an expert blank, whatever it is. So what I want to talk to you about, though, today is the ways, the two ways apart from sponsorship that are legitimate ways to monetize your podcast and how you can do each one of them. So the, there's two pathways. And the first pathway is the expert route. If you are an expert, then you become sort of the brand of your podcast. You have a framework or teachings or courses or other things that you know how to share with people you know that you can impact people's lives if they will just work with you if they will just use your framework if they will just implement your system whatever that is right so it doesn't matter whether it's a financial uh, management whether it's weight loss whether it's beekeeping whether it's uh, landscaping whether it's working on um, collectible cars doesn't matter what it is if you have an expertise in that there are things that you can teach to the novice people that are entering your niche or that are not as far along in your niche as you are. So really, you can teach anybody that has less knowledge than you do. There's even, you know, ways that you can continue to gain knowledge as you're podcasting to become more of an expert in your niche and that's that's what you want to do I mean you want to basically be I mean uh, the the one thing about like being the expert that brings people on as beginners like you can lead them so far but if you're not continuing to 
level up your expertise, you don't want the people coming in to your system and your funnel and everything else to sort of outgrow you. You want them to be able to kind of continue along with you. And so you've got to continue to evolve as well. So the expert pathway is one of them. How do you monetize your podcast as an expert? You build courses, you build programs, you build uh, systems, you build things that you sell. You can even have a coaching and master classes and groups and all these other things that you can do in order to monetize your expertise and your knowledge through using your podcast and the other things that you're going to create tangentially from your podcast. Now, secondly, if you're not an expert, and some of you aren't, you're just really interested in a topic. And but or maybe you are a, let's just say a victim of a topic or a victim of a niche, um, the, a particular niche that you um, like, let me just say, for example, like if you had like, like, for example, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, the woman who started that was not somebody who has an, an expertise in alcohol abuse. But what she was is she was a mother who lost a child due to a drunk driving accident. And she became sort of an activist and and that sort of thing. So she was not the expert, but she still went on to create an organization and really impact a lot of lives. So the route that's not the expert route is called the reporter route. And the reporter route is basically like you are interested in a subject matter and you are going to dive deep into that subject matter and you are going to bring content related to that expertise and that niche to your audience. You're not saying I'm the source of it, but you're saying, let me put these people in front of you who are the sources of the expertise and the knowledge. And many times this is where, um, to be honest, this is where in my mind, the interview podcast belongs. Like if you are not an expert and you are just a reporter, then it is your business to go out and find the people who have the expertise and bring them onto your podcast. If you are a subject matter expert, the more people you have as an interview on your podcast that are not you teaching your frameworks and systems and philosophies and that sort of thing, then it can push your audience further away from you and only give your platform over to your guests. So in other words, the interview style podcast is going to complement very nicely this reporter pathway for monetization. And that's really what I want to focus most on today is how you as a podcaster, if you are not a subject matter expert, can monetize your podcast being the reporter. So what happens when you are the reporter? It is your duty to deep dive into the research, deep dive into the niche, and begin to acquire knowledge or begin to acquire contacts and a network within your niche that you can then bring on subject matter experts in your field and in your the niche that you're podcasting about. And so even if you're not an expert, it's okay. You can still have a show. You can still bring on experts. The problem for you is if you're not an expert and you're just a reporter, and I don't mean to say just a reporter as if it's insignificant, but if you are a reporter and that's what you're coming to podcasting as, 
How do you monetize that? You don't have an expertise that you can monetize, at least that you're podcasting about. So one of the things to think about, I mean, honestly, if and I get people that do this all the time, is if you have a podcast and you want to start it about one subject, but you really have an expertise in another area, then you really might want to go back and and really rethink that because should you have a podcast that covers the area of expertise that you are an expert in? Or should you start all over with something you just want to be the reporter on? Now, being the reporter means you have to work a little bit harder to figure out ways to monetize your podcast. So you can figure out ways to monetize your show. Obviously, you know, getting enough of the right guests on and having a number of downloads. Sponsorship is always a method of monetizing the expertise niche. The problem is downloads, like I just talked about. So if you don't have enough downloads, what do you do? So you're approaching this niche as sort of a reporter, as sort of a potentially a fan. Um, This happens a lot of times with, for example, podcasts and things that are related to TV shows or games or even like, um, for example, like sports teams or something like that. Like I could be the biggest Atlanta Braves fan in the world, which actually that's not me. That is my sister who is the biggest Atlanta Braves fan in the world. But I could be the biggest Atlanta Braves fan in the world. And the only expertise I have is that I'm watching and I'm consuming the same information that every other diehard Atlanta Braves fan is consuming. And all I'm doing is giving either commentary to it or talking about it. Maybe I just want to talk about it. There's a lot of people that after events or games or TV shows or whatever, they want to sit down and they want to talk about it. They want to rehash everything. They want to vent. They want to form opinions about things. They want to do that. If that's what your podcast is, great. Now let's figure out how to monetize it, right? So access to you and access to your forums and access to your platform is something that you can definitely monetize. And by that, I mean having you could have some sort of a group offering where there's let's let me just give you an example. Let's just say I'm going to use the Atlanta Braves as an example, because we're dealing with that in my family. I have the sister who's the world's biggest Atlanta Braves fan. And so what would happen is if she started a podcast which you don't have to worry, she's never going to do that. So don't worry about the Atlanta Braves podcast coming out from my family anyway. um, But if she started a podcast about the Atlanta Braves and she was just, you know, every single day um, and whenever season is going on, she's talking about the game. She's talking about the matchup. She's talking about the statistics. She's, you know, giving her own commentary. She's, you know, thinking about who's a free agent and who's going to be this and who's going to be traded. And she's just thinking about everything from sort of like, like a strategic point of view from sort of like a statistical point of view and then also from an emotional point of view and she's talking about all that and everything and she has a bunch of other Atlanta Braves fans that are right along with her and they're like man she's you know she's consumed every single thing she knows like every person's batting average in history and you know oh this person can't hit against against the left hander and they're gonna have trouble tomorrow night when they're matched up against whoever right so she's gonna have all that stuff and she's gonna be talking about it And what you can do whenever you're all there fanning about whatever topic it is, the Atlanta Braves in this situation, is you could pull out 
a more elite group, you can say what it's going to do, it's going to give you more access to me and my content. And what my content is, is maybe I have predictions, and maybe I have some other statistics, and maybe I have some other things that I'm going to talk about that I don't talk about on my free podcast. But I might also, through the course of doing this podcast, develop some sort of a connection with somebody who's in the PR and or media department at the Atlanta Braves. And every so often, I could get an interview with an Atlanta Braves person on my show. But the thing is, I'm not going to put it on my show because that would be just be giving away free content. Why not make that part of a premium membership level? And now somebody else who's an Atlanta Braves fan can be an official super elite Atlanta Braves podcast fan. And they get to consume extra content that you put out there, extra commentary on statistics or matchups or pairings or comparisons or predictions or whatever it is you're doing. And then at the same time, maybe you're throwing in once a month that there is a Atlanta Braves insider interview. Hello? There's even a little bit of merch that goes along with it, right? Maybe there's something that you can create. Maybe it's a a play-by-play guide to the season. And every single season, you guys are keeping up with this stuff together. Maybe at some point in time, you get tickets to an Atlanta Braves game and you pay extra to go on the behind the stadium, behind the scenes tour of the stadium, right? So what do you do? You live stream it to your membership group. Right. Maybe you find a merchandiser, uh, someone who has a license to merchandise Major League Baseball stuff, and you get them to do a partnership with you where you do a little bit of merch where it's got your super elite, you know, Atlanta Braves mom's baseball fan club, whatever you want to call it, um, along with the Atlanta Braves. And they've they help you create a partner, go to a partnership and create this merchandise that you can sell to your people or include as part of a membership that people are paying X amount of dollars for per month. Like there's a lot that you can do. There might be some limited edition things that you could get access to that other people and the general population wouldn't have. And you can include that as part of your membership. You know, there's there's all kinds of things that you could do that you would be surprised that people would pay for access to be a part of it, to belong to a club, to have something that they can sort of bond with other people that are like minded over in your smaller peel out of a group that you're now charging a little bit of money for. If you think about it, there's a lot, a lot of lot of ways that you can think outside the box. And this is the the expert route is a very traditional route for monetizing. The reporter route is a whole different ball game because you can be as creative as you want. You can maybe give access to people like you could create a membership where even if you did interviews, you have a behind the scenes, you have a VIP uh, access uh, interview that you put out every single week. But you know what? Only the people that have the membership can get access to it. And maybe your interview that you release publicly is really short, but the really long version the unedited version, the version with all the behind the scenes before and after the podcast is only what your members get access to. 
Hey, I just wanted to jump in real quick and remind you that our next challenge is starting very, very soon. So if you are looking to monetize your podcast and you need a little extra help, this free challenge is the way to go. You spend five days with me. It's a Monday through Friday. We're going to spend an hour each day. I'm going to show you exactly what we need to do to build an irresistible offer that your audience will absolutely love so that you can then begin monetizing your podcast. If you want to join the challenge, go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. That's teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. I can't wait to see you there. These are the times when I have the most fun working with podcasters. You need to begin thinking about each piece of what you're creating with your podcast and think about what could be used and exploited in, I'm not saying that in a bad way, exploited or leveraged in a way to earn you money. Maybe you create a newsletter and you're just curating content and you're putting it out there and maybe you charge for that newsletter. There are newsletters like that that people pay for every single month. Like there is a lot you can do. Maybe if you're an expert, you could also do a newsletter, but it includes some training and courses in you. But if you're a reporter, you might also want to include a book club or something else where you're you guys as a group are going through and learning something else about your niche together. There are so many ways to monetize things, even as a reporter. But I want you to think about like every bit of content that you're creating. It doesn't all have to be for free. In a perfect world, when I'm working with podcasters, we create a high ticket offer and then every single month they have two events that are going to be to where they teach something, a part of their framework, and then they drive traffic to their high ticket offer. But their high ticket offer is something that's going to get a huge result. But that live event gets someone a really small result. It gets them, it moves the domino one place for them, right? Knocks down one big domino. And in that live event, it's going to be training every single month. And what will happen is in the course of that training or in the course of these things that you're doing, live streams or whatever you're doing for your audience, in the course of doing that, you are going to basically just be able to take and break off pieces of that. Like you're only creating content that's going to be bought by somebody, but then you're taking a piece of it and breaking it off and throwing it out into your free thing, which is the podcast. Right now I'm working on, we're getting very close to launching and opening the doors for the Podcast Success Hub. And it's the only community that's focused specifically on podcast monetization. It's not about, you know, audience growth. It's not about all this other kind of It's not about launching your podcast. It's just about monetizing. And part of what I'm going to be doing in there is tons of live streams and tons of training. And just like my whole existence is going to be wrapped up in that podcast success hub. And all I'm going to do then to create a podcast is I'm not going to create new content. I'm only going to create content that people's paying me for inside the membership. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break off a little piece of it. and It's going to become my podcast. I don't want you creating all of these things that every single week, week after week, you've just got to create more content for. Oh, and now you got to create content for TikTok. No, you don't. 
get your editor to take something that you've already done as a video and turn it into a TikTok video. You say, I got to do a podcast next week, Christy. I can't do a live event. Forget that. Get your editor the live event audio or video recordings. Get them to pull out a piece that you're going to then use for your podcast next week, and that becomes your podcast. Right? Don't spend all your time creating free content. Spend all your time creating paid content and then break off a little piece of that to throw out to your free people so that people know that they get the best content inside the paid areas, inside the areas where it's going to cost them to have access. And you might say, Christy, but nobody does that. So people pay all kinds of for memberships all in different ways, right? People pay right now, even on a lot of the news websites, right? You used to be able to go to any news website and they were like thrilled to get traffic, get your traffic and have you consume their articles. Now you get three free articles. And after that, bam, you got to get a subscription. You got to get, you know, into the the membership. Otherwise, you don't get any more free content. And we as podcasters have spent way too much time giving away free content, giving away free content, giving away free content. And it's crazy. We've created this monster for ourselves. And in no way, shape or form are we doing enough to stop it. Like stop creating brand new, fresh content that's just free. Create content to go behind your paywalls and behind your membership groups and in your groups that are paying you extra money and then take a piece, break it off, put a new intro and outro on the outside of it and throw it on your podcast channel. Don't sit there and create new content for everything. So don't do that. Don't get stuck in free content creation mode that way. If you're a reporter, you need to think about ways that you can gather your other fans of this content or this niche and lead them to a little more clear or a little more insightful path in the niche than normal. And it might be that you go out and you try to get interviews from celebrities in your niche and you only give it the access to those to members. Right. It might be that you uh, go to your go to whoever the expert is and say, uh, my audience has some questions for you. And I'm going to give this only to people that are paying to be in a membership to learn about this stuff. What questions does your audience want answered? Get them to answer the questions like there's so many things you can do. But the reason that most people don't do it is because they don't understand the whole way the model should work for podcasting. And we have bought this lie that create content, create podcast content, just get it out there, just publish, just publish, just publish. Yeah, just publish. But at the same time, you've got to have something to begin driving people to. And that's got to be your big thing. And your big thing needs to be a membership. It needs to be a club. It needs to be a support group. It needs to be something that you're creating that they have access to. I mean, even when you think about, go back to the Atlanta Braves, like the Atlanta Braves, like even when you think about like they look at every bit of their, let's just say stadium space, right? And they look for, they go, okay, we've got this stadium, We want to make every single dollar we can with this physical location, a stadium. So let's look at all the ways we can monetize it. The first way we can monetize it is we can charge fans to come in and pay pay for every single seat. Ah, that's great. We can charge fans. But you know what else? 
we can have different tiers that fans pay. And the closer they get to the field, they pay more. And the further away from they get from the field, they pay less. But they're all paying. Ah, you see what just happened? They created tiered uh, ticket levels for access to the thing. Now you look at it and go, okay, what else? All right, now we need food, but we don't want to be able to provide all the food. Let's get vendors to come in and rent out some space in our food court. And each one of them can have this much space and they can sell whatever they want, just as long as they're not duplicating what someone else is selling. And this is how much we'll charge them to be here. Ah, now we've monetized some of the physical food stalls that we're going to have there. Okay, that's awesome. Now, what else do we have? Oh, let's look. We have big huge walls and we have a what do you call it magic tron or some kind of a jumbotron or whatever at the the end of the field where the scoreboard is we could put people's advertisements on that we could sell ad space on that yes let's do that so now they're selling so now they've got three revenue streams and one of them being a tiered revenue stream right for the tickets then they go through and they go all right so when people come in let's give them some souvenirs that they can buy now we've got merch maybe we've even got a program and you know what else inside the program that people are buying let's also sell advertisements in there because it's going to be a nice glossy finished book with all this stuff in it and people would pay money to get in front of the best paying atlanta braves fans because we've got a similar target audience so let's sell advertisements in that great you sell advertisements on that now what else are you going to do okay we've got box seats that we've pulled out they're available those are going to be ones that are going to be high ticket things they get special stuff in there what do they get maybe they get their own waiter or waitress for the whole entire duration of the ball game maybe they get access to a mini bar maybe they get access to a certain amount of appetizers and they get nice comfortable chairs and they don't just get to watch the game they also get all of the video and tv stuff coming in right there into the box so they can see all the replays and they can see all the the stuff that's going on on tv with with the game do you see right there like how it's like you look at the whole entity and then you begin to carve out ways that you can monetize something you need to do the same thing with your podcast and go okay here's my podcast my podcast consists of one episode a week of this that or the other but could i instead of creating one episode a week with four interviews of experts in my niche could i instead of doing four 45 minute or an hour long interviews, maybe I only release for free for 15 minute pieces of interviews. And the full interview you get access to after you become a member. Is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. It happens all the time. How many times have you been reading the first two paragraphs of an article or a page on the Internet and you want to scroll down, you want to read more and oops, you've either got to give an email address or you got to sign up. You know, you could release one episode a month that is just a bonus episode that only maybe it's still free, but the only people that get access to it are people that give you their email address. So you're essentially using one interview a month as a lead magnet. It would have to be a highly prized one. It would have to be a a really one that you promote. But you can do all of these things. You just have to begin thinking about it differently. Even if you're podcasting and you're a a reporter, are you going to be traveling? 
You're going to be traveling anywhere to any big or relatively large area where you could pull together like your fan club people, pull them together for like a meetup and everyone pays like 10 or 15 bucks to come to a meetup and maybe you record a live podcast at the meetup. What's wrong with that? Right. I mean, you're looking for all the different ways you can monetize your movement, monetize your platform, monetize what you're creating. But I do not, under any circumstances, want you to be all day, every day creating content that you're just giving away for free. That makes no sense. So I want us to get smarter about being doing this as podcasters because we are shooting ourselves in the foot when everything we create is for free right? You should have a little bit for free and your best stuff, in my opinion, should be behind a paywall. I know people say, oh, give your best stuff away for give your best stuff away for free. It'll come back to you. Well, we as podcasters have taken that way too far. And so I'm trying to push us back from the ledge here and say, no, don't create everything for free. Don't even even of your interviews, you don't like there's no rule that says you have to air an entire interview. You can pull out an excerpt, make that what you allow the public to hear. And that gets released for free and put the rest of it behind a paywall in a membership group. How about that? Right? I mean, there's so many things you can do. You can create a live event, a summit. You can create a workshop. You can create a masterclass or whatever and bring in other people that have the expertise to teach it, to present at it. You can do all of that as the reporter. So there's a lot of different ways that you can begin monetizing, but you just need to begin thinking about it and and go back to that Atlanta Braves stadium and the, the whole think of your podcast as a stadium. You've got the listeners, you've got the guests, you've got the VIP, you got the sponsors, you got the vendors, you got the merch, you got all this stuff. It's like So go in and begin figuring out what's the easiest way for you to monetize first monetize that way first, pull that trigger first, get that up and running and sustainable, and then create another way, another income stream that you can have, right? There's no reason not to do it that way. And you guys, if you're just creating free content and putting out free content and never getting anything on the back end of it where your people are paying you or you're getting money from them, I would really encourage you to look at this as closely as possible because you're missing out on a huge opportunity. And when you get stuck in free content creation mode, many times your listeners grow past you anyway, and then they begin finding they might go from you listening to you as a reporter. If you don't lead them to places where they can't take themselves, then they will eventually go and find um, an expert in their niche and they will follow them. So my words of wisdom to you are monetize it as a reporter, monetize what you're doing as a reporter, figure out ways that you can break up what you're doing right now for free and begin selling off parts of it, selling off access to parts of it, selling off access to you, uh, utilizing whatever access you have to some You know, it might be, honestly, that you have you pay to have access to some sort of, you know, Atlanta Braves mastermind or whatever. But because you pay to get to that mastermind, you get the benefit of all that. But then you can go back and take little pieces and parts of that to people that follow you and they don't have to pay as much. Right. Because each one of them, you can have a bunch of people paying a small amount and more than cover your costs to that Atlanta Braves mastermind or whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't I mean, obviously, the Atlanta Braves is just the example here, but it doesn't matter what it is like you can pay 
to go and learn more in your niche and then bring everyone else along with you and just have them paying a small amount, but have a lot of them paying a small amount. And then your costs are more than covered and you're actually making money on learning more in your niche. It's not rocket science. You just got to you got to have a thick skin and you've got to be willing to put yourself out there. And I'll give you one last example when we, before we close. Um, it was funny because the other night, um, Dave Jackson and I got into this um, and Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting, who is a friend. And I got to know him whenever we roasted him at PodFest a couple of years ago. I was one of the roasters and we honestly had some hysterical jokes going back and forth with each other. So he is a good natured guy. He is one of the the most um he's opinionated which i like but the the thing that makes his brand of opinionation special i don't even know if opinionation is a word special is that he will he is perfectly fine for you to challenge him on that and he's perfectly fine to have a dialogue about it and that's what i like i like when people do that and don't just get mad and, and run away with their toys and go home and, and whatever so he and i got into a little battle on facebook the other night because he posted something about someone had he had seen an offer from somebody and it said you know total value 435 dollars available today for only seven dollars and he's like this is a, if you ever see this offer you run it's a scam blah 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 and i'm like absolutely not it's it's those things you know granted you need there's a, a formula for creating the value to price ratio that doesn't make you lose credibility but at the same time to take a blanket statement of some tactic for marketing and say every time you see this used it's a scam i'd be like if i said don't trust any email marketers every time you see someone trying to market you an email run it's always a scam well that's crap and so we ended up having this really good discussion and so we were posting in the thread on the comments and that sort of thing publicly and then we were privately messaging each other back and forth you know and the good thing is i was able to stand up and say stop perpetuating this myth that like marketing or marketers are bad because they're not and you know I, I told him I said I would rather see somebody present an offer like this that probably just needs a little tweak to it but they're willing to make it if they're willing to put it out there and try it and then get the feedback and they'll they'll adjust then to see somebody like a podcasters that I've worked with who've gone five years and never made one single offer so let's quit browbeating people over the fact that they make it make a bad offer i said it's just like podcasting when we start podcasting we make awful podcasts and we have to make awful podcasts so that we can eventually get to be making better podcasts and when we make better podcasts then people really pay attention to us but we never could have made better ones if we didn't start out with really bad ones so for that marketer or that someone that's a podcaster trying to make offers they're probably going to make some bad offers first and they get feedback whether it's data from their offer or their close rates and that sort of thing or direct feedback from somebody saying this makes me not trust you when it's the price discrepancy and the value valuation is so far apart like have those discussions but don't write off a whole group as spammers and scammers and you know walk don't run like don't question their integrity just because you don't personally like it and i told him i'm like it's hit a little too close to home because you got your own money blocks his own money blocks are talking about that. You know, you're talking about the Dave Jackson. Yes, School of Podcasting. He has his own money blocks. He undervalues himself all the time. What will it take to get him to stop doing it? I don't know. 
but he does it all day long. And so when his money blocks get rattled a little bit and they get stepped on a little bit by somebody else's offer that he's mad that they're making a better offer than he did, he's going to have an opinion about it. That's okay. You can have an opinion, but don't label everyone that's trying to monetize something a scammer. The whole idea and the whole idea that I want you to have and that I want to have is that I want to create so much value for my audience that they are begging to give me their money. Take my money. I want what you have. Yes, I'm going down that road with you. And if we don't do that, and we don't start doing it, what happens is we end up with a podcast that sucks up our life, sucks up our time, sucks up every bit of energy that we have, and you get nothing back. And let me tell you, Mr. Podcaster, let me tell you, Mrs. Podcaster, you are worth more than getting nothing back for the hard work that you've done on your podcast. You are. You're worth more than that. I'm telling you. But you know what? You've got to go out and put yourself out there. So you got to get a thick skin. You got to start putting offers together. You got to start asking your audience, what do they want? Like, what do they want more of? And if they tell you something they want more of, then all you've got to do is create it and then go back and say, here's I created what you wanted. Here's here's how much it costs. Right. Let your audience tell you what they want. Find out what they're willing to pay for and then go create it. That's the problem. Most of us don't ask. Most of us don't know. And then most of us don't create. And we sit here thinking, oh, I can never do that. I can never do that. I can never do a high ticket offer. I can never do a membership group. Oh, it sounds so complicated. I don't know what to do because we never do it. And I'm saying just do it. Just create it. I'll give you one more example and then I'm done. So, oh, Lord, it sounds like a preacher at church before he's getting ready to come to have come down to the aisle, come down to the altar. Anyway, there's a, a crypto guy, an NFT guy, crypto guy that I follow. And he's like a, a digital nomad. He lives right now. Well, when I first met him, he was uh, traveling around Egypt. And now I think he's in Georgia, uh, the country Georgia. Like, is it Tbilisi? Tbilisi? I can't, I don't even know what the name of the city is, but it's like T-S-B-L-I-L-I-S-I. Anyway, some it's got a lot of letters. <laughs> anyway, so it's, um, he's traveling around and he is, he spends hours each day in this crypto stuff, looking at projects, evaluating them, doing all this kind of stuff. And he's basically become very independently wealthy because of what he's done with crypto. And he knows a lot of the complicated stuff like, you know, uh, yield farming and staking and all these kind of complex terms or complex principles or practices or whatever you want to call them. So anyway, he doesn't have a website. He's just someone on social media that I met through another person. And um, he has a discord server where you have to you have to join his membership to to get access to his discord server. But in his discord server, he gives you all of the uh, buy and hold calls that he has. He gives you any tips to any whitelisting stuff. He gives you all kind of stuff, all, all kind of value that he's creating. He can just sit there all day long and post this value free on Facebook. But why? People on Facebook are just going to, you know, you know how it is. The internet trolls come out. So what he's done instead, he just created this discord server and he puts all his content there, puts all this time and effort into the people in the discord server that pay him. And you know what? He doesn't have a website, doesn't have a buy it now button. When I he put something on Facebook that he was opening his group. And here was the like a yearly new yearly price or whatever for it. And I told him I wanted to do it. And he's like, you want a cash app? You want a um, Venmo? You want to, you know, like gave me three options to pay him. And then we're like, do you have a link? He's like cash app. Venmo or Zelle or whatever it was. So it's just, I mean, like we may, we overcomplicate things, 
But there's a lot of really easy ways to create memberships and put stuff behind paywalls and have people be able to do credit card transactions with us. And many times we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. So whether you're an expert or whether you're a reporter, you can monetize your podcast very, very sustainably, I want to say and begin to grow your memberships with that. So that's my message for you today. The two paths to monetization, expert and reporter. And I want you to have some ideas and hope that this helps you understand what your options are for monetizing. So if you need more help, um, we have a challenge. I have a challenge, and you heard about it at the beginning of the show. I have a challenge that is January 10th starts. And so it is the podcast profit challenge. And we're going to be spending five days learning how to make our podcast offers to be profitable for throwing out to our listeners and for getting traffic to them. So if you want to join that, you want to have five days with me, we spend an hour a day going over the content and there's a VIP access pass that gives you an extra hour of just coaching that we do every single day before we actually start the general admission stuff. And um, you can go to that, um, find all the information about that on teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. And that will get you everything you need. And I hope to see you there. All right. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside. Hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you about the challenge. It's starting very soon. Please make sure you don't miss a challenge because this is the time when you can really learn how to craft a high value offer for your audience that they will honestly feel stupid saying no to. So join me for the podcast profit challenge. It's coming up very, very soon. You can find out all the details for it. It's free to join. You have no excuse not to join. And even if you say, well, Christy, I can't make it on the certain time of day, whenever the um, challenge is, we have recordings of them and you can listen to every single one of them, even if it's not where you can join us live. So teampodcast.com forward slash challenge, go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. And I can't wait to see you there.